Okay, so one one thing I want to ask is like um for everyone, is like how has martial arts kind of like affected your life and what value has it brought to you outside of competition? Like has it changed you on a individualistic level? Has it changed how you interact with people socially? Um, you know, how has that how has being a competitor in a martial arts kind of changed you up until this point, up until present day? I know for me, it's made me a lot calmer. Um, just in terms of doing, uh, you know, jujitsu, that aspect of someone on top of you just smothering you and going into the panic mode has helped me in life. Um, you know, training that five times a week um, and just getting that feeling of when you're first starting out of losing your breath, uh, being out of like feeling like you're just drowning. Uh, for me, it's helped just because with everything else, it seems so minimalistic seems less stressful, you know, when you're going throughout the day, just that, ah, you know, for me, it, I'm easy. I'm more likely to shrug some off. Like, uh, all right, dude, you're just having a bad day, I guess. Um, you know, and right. approaches like that. Um, it's helped me out in professional life. I'm getting frustrated with something. Just take a deep breath, let it go, go on to the next day. Um, you know, in terms of stuff like that, for me, it's helped me out uh, in a bunch of aspects personal life, uh, job life, everything like that. You, you know what's dope, bro? Like, for me, it helped me out in so many ways because I started so early. Um, so remember I told you I, I, I lost a lot sooner when, when I was a young kid. So what it did, it taught me that you're going to lose in life. Yeah, you know I mean? My first year of wrestling, I got head like every single match my neck was hurting and I was crying every single match fifth grade, you know, so that's terrible, a terrible thing to experience. Cause I've never been like that, but toward the end of the year, I persisted, I trained and they taught me how to stop the headlock. And I ended up winning state year one, going from horrible to beating the guy that kept beating me. Right. But it taught me that there's going to be bullies in life. It taught me that you're going to lose in life. It taught me like the reality and, and that, I could work harder to, to overcome that reality, if that makes sense. And, um, you know, it just gave me a different perspective because a lot of people are going around like there shouldn't be bullied, blah, blah, blah. It shouldn't, but it is. It's reality. You know, and you have to have a certain mindset in life if you want to make it, if you want to be happy, if you want to um, persist. So I was grateful to have that experience when I was young. So as I grew up, you know, like, I'm state champion, then I see the Ohio state champion. He built like a man. I'm still built like a boy, you know, and I get dog. But I was the big dog in Nevada. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I had to see that no matter how good I got, it was somebody else out there that was, you know, going hard. And maybe they were better than me. Maybe they weren't. But, you know, I, it, it taught me how to learn that love for the competition, you know, and, and put me at that mindset. I like that. Like, it actually really, like, because one theme I'll say from both of you, it seems like in terms of, like, conflict resolution, that's, like, one big outcome from it. Whereas, like, really understanding that, like you said, we can't get rid of bullies. Like, life is full of them. They may not be formally introduced as a bully or anything, but um, life is all about conflicts and how we overcome them. And so it seems like that's something that both of you kind of uh, experienced the earth times as well. Yeah, definitely. 100%, bro. And I know, um, yeah, go. 
so yeah I, I was gonna add to that so i think that like, like i've really kind of experienced that as well um i did a little bit of bjj when i was really younger and um i think at a young age it taught me um like like fighting out of a, of a submission especially a chokehold when somebody's literally taking the oxygen from you it's not like it's not a natural thing to to feel um or a natural thing to like have to psychologically like deal with or go through it, you know it's it's right. like simulated like it's like drowning in a pool it's really uncomfortable and i think jujitsu w- when you learn how to calm yourself down and fight out of that chokehold and not freak out and not panic you know at least for me like it's taught me um how to deal with a lot of my problems in life and i feel like like Anytime I run into something that's causing me a lot of stress or, or I'm having a problem dealing with something, I can always kind of relate back to back to learning how to calm my breathing down and maneuver out of a chokehold. Like that, like um, there was actually one aspect, one portion of my life where I was actually um, a lifeguard. And um, yeah. having that feeling, I can definitely say from what you guys are saying, too, it is very similar to kind of yeah. knowing how close you are to that that last second of breath because you never know like you know you never know when it's gonna mm-hmm. be your true last kind of thing because um i'll never forget one day we were doing training and um we had to, get to dive into like a 12 feet 15 feet deep pool and um our instructor six three maybe like 240 something along those lines we were we were kind of the test that we had to do was actually save him from the bottom of the pool and bring him all the way back up me, I'm only 5'9". At the time, I was like 150, 160. And so bringing him up to the water and even just kind of putting him on like the little flotation device, it's a challenge. And so we had to go down there all the way, lift him up, and he was doing whatever he could to make himself feel like dead weight. But you can actually see, well, you can actually feel and experience each one of the breaths just kind of getting closer and closer to like that blackout feeling where it's just like, you know, what are you going to do in that instant? How are you going to get yourself out? And in that particular case, it's like, how are you going to save somebody else from um, that particular situation as well. And I do think with grappling, especially being so close to the conflict where you know that at any given moment, it's a life or death situation. It now calms us where we need to focus mentally and how we're going to actually react to it. Because if we let our emotions react, it may not be the right outcome. I agree. Yeah. and, And learning how to rationally think about that when your life is on the line think it, there's a lot that can be learned from that and then you can take that those lessons and apply that to probably anything that you do in life whether it's business or law yeah. or school yeah i can agree with that 100 percent. because like um in my opinion um so like i took a sociology class um back when i was finishing my undergrad and um for me one of the concepts of sociology that stood out to me was conflict theory and that's why I started started framing my reference about life, like how we go about everything in life. There's always going to be some sort of obstacle or hurdle that we can either, you know, embrace and overcome, or we can yeah. turn the other cheek and hope that we don't see it again. And I think with martial arts, it kind of showed us, and speaking from my perspective, it definitely kind of allowed me to be more willing to embrace those obstacles and really give my all. There's no guarantee that um, I'll overcome it, but at least I can say there's a guarantee that I've tried. Yeah. That's the way that's what I kind of view it, at least. Hey, you know, another dope thing, and the, the people that do jujitsu, they'll kind of be able to reference that, or if they're young and they'll experience as they are, is like wrestling is so many different ways to wrestle, bro. There's so many different ways to do jujitsu, different body types. Like, big country, he'll sit his belly on your face, 
had it personally done to me and his freaking belly is like an extra limb bro and you cannot move you're stuck it work it doesn't matter if you're buff you you'll push into fat and he won't go anywhere bro so you know it's like there's so many different techniques work for so many different body styles and it's not one way to do it and, and that's something that you can take and put into your your personal life because you don't have to do anything like somebody else it's another way to do it it might not be the way that you're taught but it's another way to do it that can work for you. Yeah, you know I mean, and that gave me like that perspective where, like, I look for different ways to do things because everything doesn't work for me. I'm not aggressive mentally in the first place, you know. So, but when I wrestle, I am aggressive. I like aggressive moves. Jiu-jitsu, not necessarily aggressive. So I had to find different ways and different mentors and teachers that can give me moves that were aggressive because laying down, laying on my back, it just, for me, didn't make me, um, didn't make me happy. I, I hated being there. So, you know, it, it's like different ways to perceive things, but it's all, you know, grappling. I have to agree on that. Uh, just being in jujitsu, you develop your own sense of style um, after you get to a certain point you start grappling in your way. Um, you know, what David said, different styles, different body types. Um, I've trained with, you know, Roberto Jimenez, who his style is very rapid fire, very attack, chain attack. And for me, I'm more of the slow, steady, you know, pressure, uh, slow movements. So, you know, just developing your own style. Like I agree, you, you work out your own way. 100%. Yeah, one thing I'll say from experience, because I have rolled with both uh, Dave Jordan and Will, and I will say that's one thing that definitely kind of like stood out because um, I'm kind of like the in-between build between both of you, and it was definitely a very unique challenge in itself to kind of embrace them. Because like me and Will, we were able to, Will should remember this, we grappled like recently, it was a couple of months ago. So it's like, I'm a big boy now. Like um, I'm starting to become big country, like you mentioned. <laughs> Or more close to Daniel Cormier, I'll say. <laughs> but even then, like when I was hesitant to kind of go, and was like, oh, Will, like, you know, there's a huge weight advantage. Well, I'm not going to say huge, but <laughs> there's a decent weight advantage. And it's like, you know, I would have to try to tailor that to kind of make sure I'm not just utilizing that purely to get like advantage in everything. And Will was able to find a way just using pure technique to work out of it and really, you know, find the positions that he needed to get a couple subs on me and really make it where it was like still a challenge for both of us, even though he did get the, the best of me that day. <laughs> but it's like, I think it really does explain like how the different styles that each of us has. And I, and I know Will too, like um, being at Extreme Couture, you know, you have active like UFC fighters, like, the heavyweight champion, Francis Nisconu is there. So it's like dealing with that and similar body types there. I'm sure you've had like all kinds of like challenges that's come with your grappling experience too. Yeah. Um... Yeah, you know, there's there's a lot to talk about. Uh, everyone said some really great stuff that I really agree with. Um, if we if we just look at the way that the martial arts journey has impacted me specifically, it has a lot to do with what you're saying, which is that like, um, and like as a person, my brain like always needs stuff to do. You know, like I'm kind of like a border collie. Like I can't just sit and relax and do nothing and. Right. Right. Um, and so for a lot of my adolescence, like video games were okay for that. But then I, I got to a point where I was, when I was like 20 ish, where they really just stopped uh, working 
for me. And, and so like now when something comes out that like, I really want to play, um, it'll take me forever to finish something like a, like, like the last Spider-Man that came out on PlayStation 4 or whatever, a couple of years ago, it took me forever to finish it. Cause I, I, I can't just sit there and play a game for more than like an hour and a half. I can't do it. Um, and jujitsu, uh, for whatever reason, you know, because of what it is, there's always more to like figure out. Right. And so when you look at, um, going back to how everyone grapples differently and you build your own style and stuff like that, um, uh, one thing that I like to bring up, which uh, you all might have heard of before, is um, there's uh, there's uh, Johnny's, Spikes, and Timmy's, right? And this is um, something that goes back to uh, Magic the Gathering, which is a competitive card playing game, but also applies to like uh, fighting games like Street Fighter and stuff like that. And it has to do with the way the characters are both designed and the way that people play them. So spikes are the people, uh, if we apply it to grappling, but the people in your gym who 100% of the time always come and they bring their A game and that's all they do. They don't care if you're a brand new white belt, it's your second day. If they got a good guillotine, they're gonna guillotine you. Like all they wanna do is come in and guillotine people as many times as they can, if that's what their A game is, right? right. Johnny, Johnny's um, in general are the archetype that only cares about flashy stuff. So <laughs> if they like, you know, flying on platas, They'll start from the feet and they will, they'll go eight matches in a row, eight rounds in a row. And every time they get back to the feet, they're looking for that flying little plata. And if they get one that day and everyone else smashes them because they know it's coming, they don't really care because they hit their flying little plata, right? Um, Timmies are on another end of the spectrum where they're there really just to hang out. They like the social aspect. So um, most people are a combination to some degree, right? Most people are a combination of Spike, Timmy or Johnny or whatever. And for myself, I lean really heavily into the Johnny camp. I'm like a Johnny Timmy. Like I, I spent three years at least not really, like I spent three years accidentally having stuff that I got good at and it was all reactionary. <laughs> like I got, like I got good, I have a good guillotine because I never really learned or cared to um, prevent someone from getting an underhook. So my answer to the underhook, right? from top side control or whatever was just to pivot on my knee and throw a guillotine on instead of, instead of actually having a dominant top game. Right. Um, and it was the same thing like a straight ankles cause it's the same, you know, it's the same kind of hold or whatever, uh, same grip. And a lot of the time you sort of end up there on accident. Like a lot of straight ankles are catch, you know what I mean? Like guillotines are. So, so for me personally, what martial arts did uh, was not just let me be, creative and give my brain something to constantly be figuring out. Like even now when I'm at home, if I'm not doing anything, I'm probably watching some instructional or, you know, I'm like, I'll be messaging my main coach. We just talk theory all the time. Like it's gave me something to think about all the time that I couldn't ever run out of stuff to think about. And then actually doing it, I'll grapple for an hour and a half and, and you know, I'll be dead, but I, but like, yeah, I can go another round, you know, like <laughs> mentally, like mentally, yeah, let's do it, you know, because over and over and over, you can approach every single role and you can do something completely different. You can, you, know, you can uh, do jazz jujitsu and just let it happen, or you can run a route. Um, so, yeah, so that was the biggest impact, like on my life was I, uh, you just can't get sick of it, you know? And so now that I'm starting to kind of really like stand up also a little bit, uh, as I start to realize that there are a lot of things, you know, on the feet that you can do that are similar to the way that you can approach a grappling match, right? Like, um, we had a boxing coach tell us the other day that most amateur boxers, they need like three 
they need like three moves. You know, you need like three combinations. And then you need to get good at those three combinations, finding openings from those three combinations. And then, yeah, go be an amateur boxer, right? And you can say the same exact thing to someone who's just sort of grappling. Like people get to their blue belt being good at triangles. You know what I mean? And so once once he said that and I kind of made that little bridge in my mind, then I'm like, yeah, maybe I could check out stand-up a little bit more. But um, yeah, so for me, that was the biggest impact was like just the, having something I could think about all the time and you can never run out of content. Like you can never run out of questions to ask, you know? Yeah, and I, I will say I'm very similar in that regard where I love the social aspect of it. But then also, I do like the flying stuff. Not flying stuff, I mean the flashy stuff. A little bit of flying too. Because like um, one thing that me and Dave Jordan used to always talk about, so I wonder if the same approach kind of applies to striking. I think it would because um, David knows once I first started out, that I was using those instructions. I was on YouTube heavily. Like the, the two channels that I started off with was Missions 101, um, which was Tenth Planet, and then um, Quan Kicker. Who does like Taekwondo Muay Thai instructionals? So I would try to bring those techniques into the gym, and like you said, when it works, oh, dude, it's amazing. Like um, I caught a flying triangle before, multiple go go fadas, and um, a couple of spinning back kicks. And and Dave Mazzagatti knows, like, you know, we're gonna start working those soon. But Dave Jordan, my cousin, when we were at the train, he used to come in with the sound, you know, like you said, like the sound foundation, where it's more so just like the nah, you're not catching me with that today. <laughs> And even to the point where um, he would kind of get a little trolly. Like you're saying, like everyone has their own different styles. So I'll never forget it because um, he was doing it full time. I was doing it part time. Never will forget this. Two things is like I'm very, well, I was very flexible. So they would call me like Gumby in the gym. So I would rely heavily on that flexibility. But David wasn't having it. Like he was just like, nah. And um, he's the first one to arm bar me. Never forget that. And then two, once I started learning like some more flashy stuff, I'll never forget it. He actually did um, a spinning triangle from Spider Guard in no gi. No gi. I was <laughs> But I think it kind of goes down to like that, um, that rock, paper, scissors kind of approach. Like, you know, who's really focusing on just like those foundations versus who wants that, that flashy kind of like look at me highlight real moment. So I think that's really unique that you brought that up. Because also, even with the expansion of MMA in the mainstream, we're really seeing the amount of instructional videos online grow significantly like we can learn from legends from both striking and grappling like um, for me i love watching um um galval a lot of him a lot of um oh, i can't think of the other guy oh, i can't think of the other guy right now but i'm a huge fan of his Gordon. no 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 not a recent guy he's definitely like a legend in the sport um i can't think of his name right now in anyway but it's like we're able to learn so much from those traditional martial artists and make it the more mixed martial artists that we are today. I would say even from all of us on the, on the call, it seems like we are, even if we're not in MMA, we still have that mixed experience of being mixed martial artists and having some sort of relativity between multiple different, uh, multiple different disciplines. Yeah, yeah bro. Oh, I thought you were about to say something. Be my back. <laughs> I think everybody was about to say something. <laughs> no, but no, that that is interesting, bro. Because I remember back in the day, you used to always come in with like new moves from from YouTube. But the thing that people miss out is you're learning moves, but you don't learn the correct positions for your body in terms of you can't like weight distribution, oh, oh, getting to control. Right. 
And, and that's what you need before you perform a move because good position lets you do almost anything you want to, you know? So you had moves, you had flexibility, but you didn't always know the position, you know? So for me, that new position, it was like, well, I could kill that with good position sometimes, you know? And, and that's that's really all that was. That that was my experience was I, I can always be in a good position. And that's something that wrestlers have, um, inherently because we don't work submissions literally all we work is being good position so when we learn yeah, control right when we learn how not to get choked out and what to stay away from then we can always rely on position you know and and that like kind of give us a leg up a lot of times that's why jujitsu guys hate wrestlers you know especially when they learn at first they'll just choke us out but you know once we learn it's annoying yeah, agreed. Wrestlers with sub defense, not fun. <laughs> Trying to heal, hella floated, never bloated's what I'm trying to feel. Hop in the whipping.